0: Sergeant Detective Callista Jean Morgan leaned stiffly against a display beside the drugstore pharmacy, hands stuffed in her size 6 jeans, waiting for a prescription. She moved further away as a woman seated herself nearby, hacking, a tissue wadded up one nostril. Callie had to stay healthy for the Leo Zubov prosecution. Her mind played with future testimony against the man and envisioned her upcoming day in court with the pernicious ass. Thrill shivered up her spine. The speedier the trial, the better. The Russian drug czar deserved nothing but the best the legal system could dole out to the brachny. Whatever locked him away the quickest and the longest suited her. Since reaching Detective, Callie had spent most of her five years running the mazes Zuboff incessantly built through Boston's criminal underground. She'd pursued one trail after another down a hundred dead ends. Until last week. The bastard had threatened her and her family, as well as every cop, clerk, and janitor in the Boston Police Department. This time, however... He'd be dried up and ancient by the time he got out of jail. Hallelujah and amen. Her 15-year-old son, Jeb, loitered a few feet away, reading the ingredients on a bag of candy for diabetics. Oxymoron, he said, tossing the item back on the shelf. Why eat candy if there's no sugar in it? I'm impressed you know the meaning of that word, she said. So you are listening, Jeb stepped in front of her and stared deep into her eyes with this familiar, please-let-me-have-something squint. Can I drive home? She gazed up at her six-foot, dashing young sophomore. Too short to reach the second shelf of her kitchen cabinets, Callie often wore boots with heels. She restrained herself from tousling his blonde curls, a contrast to her auburn bob. Instead, she glanced out the store's plate glass window. 7 p.m. The sun was about gone for the day. I'm not sure, Jeb. It's getting dark. He acted forlorn. But the permit says I can drive at night with an adult in the car. Callie's recurring nightmare involved an out-of-control truck rushing toward her explorer with Jeb at the wheel. Sometimes he was seven with pinchable cheeks sometimes a tall, lanky 15. She would throw a protective arm across his chest, her foot stomping a non-existent break. She'd wake in a sea of sweat, her pulse thundering. She never told her husband John. He dreamed nightmares of his own. Jeb struck a silly pose, eyeing her, waiting for her answer. Oh, come on, Mom. Hush, I'm considering it. She figured eighteen about the proper age to get his license. Maybe when he went to college. She grinned at the exaggeration, then let the grin slide away as she realized how soon that time would come. For the sake of their careers, she and John had chosen not to have more children after Jeb. But after a glorious drunken celebratory anniversary weekend, nine months later God gave them Bonnie. Even at thirty-eight, Callie delivered a perfect child, then lost her bright-eyed gift one horrific night when Bonnie simply stopped breathing. Today would have been the baby's first birthday. John hadn't mentioned the occasion. Neither had she. They were both at a loss what to do other than privately, silently relive the hurt. "'Callie Morgan,' called the pharmacist. "'That's me.' A young tech read the order. Two prescriptions, right? Do you need instructions how to use this medication? He asked. Birth control and an antidepressant. What was there to know other than she feared to relinquish either one since Bonnie's death? Callie's phone rang, playing Dixie. A waiting gentleman scowled. Great, Mom, Jeb whispered. The South lost, remember?